It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Carolina Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Bill Rossetti back with you guys on a victory Tuesday here after a very impressive Monday night showing by the Carolina Panthers as they absolutely dominate the Miami Dolphins 45-21 to as the Panthers now move to 7-3 and on the season, already now surpassing their win total from 2016 and starting to look very much like the 2015 team that, of course, went 15-1. and Panthers now go into their bye week, obviously very much in playoff contention, holding that second wild card and just half a game behind the 7-2 and Saints, who, of course, are just rolling seven in a row. But we'll get to that in a little bit. But the Panthers... Again, just a, a dominant performance, and it was, you know, it certainly all starts with the quarterback, Cam Newton, 21 of 35, 254 yards, and he throws for four touchdowns, two of which went to Devin Funches, who had almost 100 yards receiving on five catches. Ed Dixon finally found the end zone again, as did Christian McCaffrey. And also the running game. Finally breaking through. It was real nice to see the rushing attack and the offensive attack and the defense. Really, everything for the Panthers just kind of come together for the first time in in some time a little bit. So it was nice to see that. Jonathan Stewart finally breaks the century mark for the first time this season. 17 carries, 110 yards. Uh, Of course, he didn't score, but... You know, 110 yards still, still impressive. Still getting, still getting the ball moving, and of course Cam Newton, 95 yards rushing on five carries, including of course the big one for 69 yards. And then even Cameron Artis Payne found his way, uh, found his way on the stat sheet and was able to contribute. He carried seven times for 68 yards, including a 43-yarder. Uh, And he found the end zone. And then Christian McCaffrey also found the end zone on the ground. So this was was actually the first game for McCaffrey in which he scored multiple touchdowns. Because he, again, scored one on the ground and one receiving. So just just a total team effort. Um, But again, especially talk about the offense. It was really nice to just see the offense really explode the way they did. You can start to see Cam Newton is a lot more comfortable and certainly the relationship now that he's built with Devin Funches as the top receiver there you can see has really started to blossom really quick since the trade of Kelvin Benjamin to the Bills who by the way didn't do all that much I think he only had about 40 yards receiving on three catches in his debut with the Bills Um, but it was nice to see kind of a lot of people get involved 
Uh, he certainly spread the ball around as well. Uh, as seven players actually caught at least one pass yesterday. Devin Funches and Curtis Samuel each have five. Of course, Samuel went down with that ankle injury and was helped off the field. So hopefully he's not too badly hurt and he can, he can get back soon. But they both had five catches. Russell Shepard, Ed Dixon, and Christian McCaffrey each had three. And then even Brenton Burson and Kalen Clay each had a catch. So real nice to see things spread around. And oh, by the way, Greg Olson is expected back after the bye week. So seeing the Panthers' offense play the way they did last night going into their bye week and knowing that Greg Olson's return is right around the corner is obviously a fantastic sign, a great way for, for them to go into their bye week, right, you know, riding a lot of momentum, riding a three-game winning streak, and they come back from the bye and they got the Jets. And that's obviously a very winnable game, especially after the Jets just dropped to the Colts, or I'm sorry, to the, uh, I don't know why I said Colts, to the uh, Buccaneers in uh, Week 10. So certainly a winnable game when the Panthers come out of their bye. And again, the, the thought and the hope is that Greg Olson can be can return. And this was a – it's not like we're talking a bad defense. The, the Dolphins' defense wasn't all that bad. And, you know, we know the, the front four is very dominant, including, of course, Ndamukong Sue and Cameron Wake. So it's not like this is just some pushover defense that the Panthers did this on. So – you know, they, they may be 4-5, and five, but it's still pretty impressive that the Panthers went out and put up 45 points against this Dolphins defense. Now, we didn't expect the Dolphins to, uh, or some may not have expected the Dolphins to score three touchdowns. I mean, I, I predicted they'd score 17 points. So they were kind of around where I thought they'd be. Uh, but the Panthers also did a lot more damage than I predicted. Uh, but... But again, overall, you know, 20, and the, the third touchdown was fairly late in the game, I think. It was at some point in the fourth, it was, you know, mid or late in the fourth quarter, I should say. So re really, you're talking through about 55 minutes of the game. Uh, the Panthers only gave up 14 points. Uh, and after that second touchdown to Devin Funches, obviously that's when the game was I mean, the game was already out of reach, but you're talking they had a 45-14 lead, and at that point then Cam Newton got got pulled, and they were, they were able to put in Derek Anderson to close out the game. But um, so, so some might be surprised that the Dolphins were able to move the ball with, the way they did. Uh, Jay Cutler, 22 of 37, 213 yards, two touchdowns, but he did get picked off once as well. Uh, and their rushing attack wasn't as too bad, but you know you look at the numbers. Kenyon Drake did have that long touchdown run for 66 yards, so that that's maybe the lone negative that you can take from this game is that they did give up a big home run play. But other than that, they pre they pretty much held the Dolphins' rushing attack. Uh, you know, because you take that away, that means. Kenyon Drake only rushed for 16 yards on the other six carries. And then Damian Williams had 19 yards on just nine carries. So you take that one play away, that's just 35 yards 
on 16 carries. That's not even two and a half yards per carry. So you take that aspect of it, that's pretty impressive by the Dolphins' defense. Uh, and receiving, you know, pretty spread out. Uh, Kenny Stills and Devontae Parker both had around 66, 67 yards. Uh, Jarvis Landry, five catches, 42 yards. He did catch a touchdown. And then Julius Thomas also caught a touchdown. And the two running backs were decent, you know, but not really a factor in the pass game. Damon Williams, two catches, 20 yards. Kenyon Drake, two catches, 10 yards. But as, as expected, you know, the Dolphins really didn't move the ball a whole lot. Again, save for maybe that big home run play. But overall, just a, just a dominant performance. There's really, really not a whole lot bad you can say about this performance. Uh, so again, great way for the Panthers to go into their... Go into their bye week, sitting at seven and three, and now they've got a little bit of breathing room too in the playoff picture because now they sit at seven and three as the top wild card. Seattle is the second wild card at six and three, and then you've got a quartet of teams at five and four. You've got Atlanta, you've got Green Bay, you've got Dallas, and you've got Detroit. Carolina, of course, already has head-to-head over the Falcons and the Lions, and they still have to play the Packers in Week 15. So they're in a pretty good spot. They're they're definitely in a very good spot to at least get a wild card, and certainly their goal, they still have their eyes on that division title, and the big rematch with the Saints is in three weeks. Because after they play the Jets, then they turn around and play the Saints again, in New Orleans, week 13. So, if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That could... Certainly whoever wins that game will be in the driver's seat uh, for the division title. So that's a big game coming up. And then even after that, the Panthers play the Vikings... Of course, two games up in the NFC North. And then they have the Packers, another team they could be battling for a division title with. And then, of course, they close with Tampa Bay and Atlanta. So, pretty tough st- stretch down the road. But the the path is there and the possibility is definitely there that the Panthers should get... Um, one of those playoff spots, if if at least a wild card, if they don't win the division. But again, just, you know, you, you really can't say, there's really not too much negative. You know, you, you got to be happy, obviously. A- anytime you put up 45 points and you win by three scores, win by 24 points, 
that's always a good feeling. There's there's not too much you can really take away saying like, oh, they they should have done this better or, or whatnot. Again, the only the only thing really you might be upset about would be the long touchdown run by Kenyon Drake. But other than that, just a impressive performance and a great way to wrap up week 10. You know, a great, great way for them to go into their stretch run, give themselves confidence and momentum. And again, they get a week now to rest and gear back up because like, like I said, it's, it's a tough, tough stretch with those last six games. So it's not going to be easy to get one of those playoff spots, but I think this team should be talented enough to get one of those playoff spots now that the offense and the defense has finally seemed to all come together. You know, first it was the defense doing their part, then kind of the offense doing their part some weeks, but it never really matched up. This was the week that everything... And, it, you know, the gap was closing over the last couple of weeks, and I think this is the point where they finally hit that mesh point. Now now, now they just got to see if they can keep it going, going into those, some of those tough games again, especially when you got New Orleans left to play in Minnesota, and even Green Bay. I mean, there, there's a, let's remember that there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers could return for there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers can return for that game in week 15 because that would be his that would be the first game he'd be eligible to return in and certainly a lot will depend on whether or not the Packers are in the playoff hunt which as we know they very much are just a game behind Seattle and of course Green Bay defeated Seattle back in week 1 so that certainly helps they also defeated Dallas head-to-head. Uh, the only downside right now is they lost to Atlanta and they lost to Detroit. So if those two teams are involved, Green Bay may not necessarily get head-to-head because then you've got a couple other factors going in. But at least they do have head-to-head on those couple other teams. So if they're still hanging around there in Week 15, you're probably going to see Aaron Rodgers because I'm sure... Rodgers is going to do whatever he can if the Packers are in the playoff hunt to get himself back on that field and make one last gasp to get into the playoffs. Let's wrap around real quick to uh, the rest of the NFL action from Week 10 Tennessee taking out Cincinnati 24-20 to stay atop the AFC South at 6-10. Bengals fall to, or sorry, 6-3. I think I said 6-10. 6-3 Titans are. Bengals go to 3-6 as things are starting to get pretty lost now for the Bengals as they now sit four games back in the division. They've already lost to the Steelers. So uh, time seems to be ticking away for the Bengals. Minnesota goes to Washington and comes away with an impressive 38-30 win over the Redskins, maintaining their lead in the NFC North and moving to 7-2, and have actually now moved into the number two spot in the NFC playoff standings. Washington falls to 4-5. Pittsburgh was down at one point 17-3, 
and rallied back to score the game's final 17 points, including a late field goal by Chris Boswell. They defeat the Colts 20-17. to Steelers now 7-2 and and actually are the top team right now in the uh, playoff standings in the AFC. Colts go into their bye week. Uh, quite the opposite from the Panthers, uh, both in terms of the way they're playing and, of co- and record-wise, too. Colts are now 3-7. and seven. As I mentioned before, Buccaneers beat the Jets 15-10, ending a five-game losing streak. They go to 3-6. and six. Jets go into their bye week at 4-6. and six. Browns kept things close with the Lions for a while, but then the Lions pulled away late and ended up winning by two scores. Final score, 38-24. As Detroit keeps pace with Minnesota in, in the north, they go they go to 5-4. and four. Browns, of course, for the second straight year are 0-9. First team ever to actually do that, which is... You, you could say impressive, I guess. That's it, probably one way to put it. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. A.J. Bouye picks off Phillip Rivers deep in Chargers territory late in overtime to set up the game-winning field goal as the Jaguars go to 6-3 and three and stay tied with the Titans atop the AFC South. They win in overtime 20-17. to 17. Chargers are now 3-6, and six, and they certainly have a questionable status at the very least for quarterback Phillip Rivers, who's now in the concussion protocol. So we'll see what his status is for... Certainly this Sunday when the Chargers take on the Bills in a big play, certainly a game with potential playoff implications if the Chargers can turn things around. And then, of course, the Chargers turn right back around and play next Thursday on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. Green Bay also kept pace in the NFC North. They beat the Bears 23-16. First win for the Packers with Brett Hundley as quarterback. They go to five and four. Bears fall to three and six. New Orleans, as I said earlier, blasted Buffalo forty-seven to ten. Make that seven straight wins now for the Saints after an zero and two start. And the Bills have now lost two in a row. They were at one point five and two. Now they're five and four, and things do not get any easier for the Bills as their next. Next three games are at the Chargers, at the Chiefs, and home against the Patriots. And then they still have to visit the Patriots on Christmas Eve. What was once a potential uh, dream of getting back to the playoffs for the first time in almost 20 years. That dream's starting to slip a little bit. And I said a couple weeks ago, 
when they when they were five and three and looking at the schedule coming up, five and three can very quickly turn into five and seven, and all of a sudden the, the Bills are on the outside looking in. Rams continue their dominant start. They go now to seven two as they beat the Texans thirty three to seven. Texans fall to three and six, and of course. As we know, the Texans are without their first-round and second-round picks as those are shipped to the Cleveland Browns. So things certainly not looking too good, at least for this season. But next season when they get Deshaun Watson back and hopefully J.J. Watt, things will start to turn around again. The Niners finally have a victory. They beat the Giants 31-21 as that seat for Ben McAdoo just gets warmer and warmer. The Giants are now 1-8. Niners are now 1-9 going into their bye week. Adrian Claiborne gets to Dak Prescott six times as the Falcons beat up on the Cowboys 27-7 as both teams are now 5-4 and four, as I mentioned earlier among that group of four teams tied at 5-4 and four. A game behind the Seahawks for uh, for that final playoff spot in the NFC. And then on Sunday night, it was another dominant performance for the New England Patriots as they just swarmed the Broncos offense, winning 41-16. to As the Broncos' struggles continue, that's now five straight losses for the Denver Broncos. As they have not, they've actually not won since their bye week. They went into their bye at three and one after defeating the Raiders. They've now lost five straight, including, of course, being the only team so far to lose to the New York Giants. Next week they will host Cincinnati to try to right the ship. And that's your Week Ten wraparound, and of course to talk about the Panthers. This week, obviously, there's not really much to talk about as far as game prep, so you know we'll kind of discuss things with the Panthers and just focus a little more on the rest of the NFL. We'll kind of give some picks there later in the week. And, of course, we'll be back next week, too, to start getting you guys ready for the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. So stay tuned for that. And as a reminder, we're still doing the Pro Football Focus promotion. Go to iTunes, leave your Twitter handle, leave your review, good, bad, whatever. Uh, and not just on this show, but all of the Locked On shows to be entered for a chance to win that Edge subscription, which is a $40 value. Uh, the more shows you leave a review on, the better your chances of winning that subscription because we pick one winner each week from each show. So you want to jump on that and, of course, check out the shows because a lot of fantastic work being done by all the hosts around here. So with that, as always, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. And stick and stay right here on the Locked On Panthers podcast and check out the rest of the network shows, as I mentioned. Uh, so until next time, this is Bill Rossetti for Locked On Panthers. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Take care, my friends. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.